Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Graveyard Riddle by Lisa Thompson, Chapter 7, page, mm-hmm. oh. yeah. page 43. I lie awake for hours worrying about moving. Would I have to change schools? What about making new friends? The thought of going someplace where I didn't want no anyone made me feel ill. When I got up the next morning, Mum went to give me a hug, but I turned away. Melody, there's no need for that, she said. I looked hurt. She looked hurt. There was no need for you to put the house up for sale without telling me, was there? I snapped back at her. She sighed and picked up her bag. I'll see you later, she said, and the front door shut behind her. Her friend Erica had opened an organic cafe in town last year, and it took up, it took, they took turns to open early for the breakfast rush. Matthew still hadn't answered my text, but I decided that he may have been having a bad evening and couldn't face using his cell phone at 7.55 a.m. I waited in our hallway, looking through the small diamond window out the front door. <sighs> the door of number nine opened and Matthew emerged, blinking in the daylight. And I went out quickly and skipped across to join him. Hi, Matthew. Did you get my text? I said. He frowned at me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot to reply. I felt the smile melt from my face. He'd forgotten? Yeah, that's bad about you moving, he said as, he start- as we started walking. Really bad. I waited for him to say something else, something reassuring that would make me feel a little less worried and a little less alone. But he didn't. He didn't say anything. We walked in silence for a while. I know this. Gosh, boys, boys are weird sometimes. I went to the house in the graveyard again last night, I said. I read up on plague houses afterward. Did you know that the last major outbreak of the plague was in 1666? Plague houses were also called pest houses or fever sheds, and they were used for other contagious, oh, adorable pain, other contagious diseases too, like typhoid or smallpox. We're vaccinated against those kind of illnesses now, though. Great, said Matthew. He didn't sound impressed. In fact, he didn't even sound like he was really listening. Maybe he had germs on his mind. How are you getting on with Dr. Rhodes, I asked. I know he didn't like talking about it too much, but I thought it was important that I showed that I cared. It's okay, said Matthew. Some weeks are easier than others. One minute you don't feel bad, and the next you're terrified that the door handle you touch at the school corridor corridor is contaminated with deadly bacteria. That thought gets stuck in your mind and you think about it constantly. That's how OCD works. That's what Matthew's condition was called. It stood for obsessive compulsive disorder. I'd never heard of it before I knew Matthew. Dr. Rhodes said that it can take a while to unlearn all the things that your brain has suspended, has spent so long thinking are real, he said. I nodded. That made sense. It was nice just the two of us chatting. It had been so long since we spent the day any, any time together. If you'd ever, if you'd ever want to talk, you know, I'm a good listener, I said. Matthew smiled at me. I waited for him to say the same for me, especially now that our house is up for sale. But Jake was up but Jake was up ahead on his bike. I groaned. It looked like he was waiting for us. 
All right, he said. Matthew grinned back at him. All right, he said back. Hey, Melody, are you moving house? Are you moving house? Jake said. I shook my head. Nope. Jake jumped off of his bike and walked beside us. What do you mean, no? Your house is up for sale, isn't it? I shrugged. Mom wasn't going through with it, I said. She knows how much I don't want to move. Jake snorted. Yeah, right. He seemed to find all it all amusing. I saw you guys going off to the graveyard again yesterday. You could move in there, he said. Jake laughed, and I noticed that Matthew was grinning as he found it funny, too. My stomach turned. Wow. Why was Matthew being like this? A voice hollered towards us from the school gates. Jake Bishop! It was Mr. Jenkins. He was wearing a black sweatpants and a black t-shirt, and his arms were folded across his chest. He must have been on my morning gate duty this this week. The three of us walked towards him. My eyes dis- Do my eyes deceive me? Are you actually on time on time for once, Bishop? Jake kept his head down. Yes, sir, he said quietly. If you keep this up, then you never know what might be able- that you might be able to join the cross country team. We met at seven thirty AM on we meet at seven thirty AM on Mr on Wednesday, said Mr. Jenkins. How about that? Just like Max Ernest. How about that? Um I can't, said Jake. Um oh, yes, of course, said Mr. Jenkins. You're not able to do anything that takes any physical effort, are you? I looked at Jake, but he didn't say anything. Jake, can't you do anything that means that he'll be Jake can't do anything that means he'll get too hot and sweaty, Mr. Jenkins. He's got bad skin reactions. I said to Mr. Jenkins, and he stared at me. I carried on. He's got allergies and, he, and severe eczema. It's on his school records, isn't it, Jake? I, it took, I looked at him, but he was staring down at the grounds. Oh, yes, said Mr. Jenkins. The mysterious skin condition. He said, he said it like he didn't really think it was such a thing existed. Then a group of ninth graders started pushing each other around and rushed off to deal with them. And he rushed off to deal with them. We continued through the gates. What do you, what do you say for that? Oh, what did you say that for? Jake said to me. What about your skin? It's true. I said, Mr. Jenkins knows you've got a valid reason. He's always picking on you. You should tell him something. You should tell someone he's like that. Matthew got fidgeted nervously. Jake's face went red. Like anyone's going to believe Jake Bishop? He glared at me. You've made everything worse. I'll just be more of a target next time. Keep your mouth shut, Melody Bird. Wow. Jesus. I looked at Matthew, waiting for him to defend me. We were friends, after all. At last, he opened his mouth. Jake's right, said Matthew. It's best to keep out of it, Melody. My jaw dropped as Jake gave me a look of, I told you so, and they both headed down towards the playground. That's it? Are her friends just, like, turning on her because she's moving? Jesus. Sorry if you're a Christian, but... What? Okay. I would be pretty upset. What about you? You don't... I would probably go up to them and back. I'd probably go back home, grab a shape, grab a razor, no shape, yeah, shape. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. A razor, go up to them and shave their head bald. Well, that's a weird punishment, but okay. Boom. Boom. You like hair? Not today. You were being oh. rude. <laughs> All right, let's do the next one. Okay, bye.